Hi there, Hillcrest family and friends. Welcome to the Thursday, September 10th edition of Fresh Prayer. This is the first week of school for many of our students, and it's good for us to be together again as we seek the presence and the power and the peace of God as we pray the heart of God together. And as we do each week, we're going to be getting grounded in God's Word. I invite you to take a Bible, please, and turn to Proverbs chapter 13. We'll be there in just a moment. Thanks to all who've shared a prayer request, a prayer update, a need, an answer to prayer. And if you would like to share one of those with me or with our church family, you can do that through our Church Center app. Uh, You can download that anytime, and there's lots of ways in that app to stay connected to us, including sharing prayer updates. Of course, you can also contact the church through email, and the the prayer email is simply prayer at hillcrestjamestown.com, or call the church anytime, 716-483-3331. So look with me, please, at Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12. Solomon writes, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. You know, I don't don't know anyone that likes waiting. I certainly don't. Uh, It feels good to get what we want. And when our expectations are delayed, right, that at the very least is disappointing. It can be disillusioning. It can even cause us to lose our hope. Sometimes, you know, when that waiting is prolonged, it can e- even just sort of become pure agony. I, I think of it, you know, kind of like a, uh, a cold that just lingers, right? You ever had a flu bug or some, some sort of virus, right, that just hung on and on and on? This is the kind of scenario that King Solomon is describing when he says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. That word deferred means to put off, to delay, to, to drag out. And this long, drawn-out process, that's the kind of thing he's describing here. And, of course, this can look like many things in in our lives, right? It could be that you've been praying for uh, someone to come to know Jesus, and you know that's a prayer the Lord would love to answer, and yet that prayer seems to go unanswered for years. Or uh, you have a job search that's been going on and on and on, and it just seems like it's endless interviews and rejection letters and dead ends. Or you're in a, in a long-term battle. You've got a health condition or um, a disease. Maybe it's diabetes or something with your heart, or, or maybe you're battling cancer. Or, or maybe you're someone that's just had a heartbreaking string of miscarriages. Wow, I mean, that can be very, very tough. Or maybe like me, I assume probably many of us are waiting and waiting and waiting for this cloud of COVID-19 crisis to finally be lifted off of us. So whatever the situation, as we eagerly hope for something and and we pray for something and it keeps getting postponed, right? Solomon says that our hearts can become sick. Now, when Solomon speaks of our heart, he's not talking about the physical pump, you know, in our, inside our chest. No, he's, he's talking about the core of who we are, the part of us that makes us us. It's, it's the center of our, our, of our emotions, of our, of our intellect, and, and of our, our spiritual nature. So, 
at the center of us, if, if that, that part of us becomes sick, if our hearts become sick, well, that's, that's overwhelming for us. Listen to the Good News translation of this verse. When hope is crushed, our hearts are crushed. Yeah, a lot of us know exactly what that feels like, right? And, and hope deferred can lead to depression, can lead to anxiety, can lead to physical sickness. When we wait for a good thing for so long that, that the desire and the expectation turn to hopelessness, there's a part of us that just begins to shrivel up, to, to dry up, to, to, to give up. And so it's easy for us to withdraw. And it's at those times that we're really vulnerable to the enemy's attacks on us. Now, the second part of the proverb, of Proverbs 13, 12, gives us the opposite to hope deferred. It says, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Now, a tree of life represents renewal, right? It represents uh, rebirth. Think of springtime when everything is greening up after the winter and coming alive. It's, it's, it's a wonderful time of life. And so when our hopes and when our dreams, our desires are fulfilled, when our prayers are answered, we get encouraged. And, and it often feels like you know a weight has finally been lifted off of our shoulders. And, and we experience you know, this sort of mini revival in our, in our hearts. And Solomon reiterates this a little further down in the chapter, in verse 19. He, he writes, A longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul. Yeah, for sure. So it's perfectly natural, uh, it's perfectly human, right, to experience heart sickness at times in our lives, many times in our lives. And of course, the higher the expectation, the greater frustration when those hopes aren't realized in the timing that we're expecting them. But, but here's the thing. While it's good and right to expect good things from, from a good God, right? We can't allow the pursuit of those things, the expectation of those things, to begin to trip us up, to become a temptation for us. You see, waiting is an opportunity for us to trust God more and to allow Him to work in our hearts, and to strengthen our walk with Jesus. Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 8, verse 25, But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. See, all of these long waiting stretches are opportunities for us to turn to God again and again and to depend on Him in our weakness. Our unfulfilled desires and and deferred hopes can and, and they should lead us to a richer encounter with Jesus. You know, in Lamentations 3, the prophet Jeremiah writes, The Lord is good to those who hope in Him, to those who seek Him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Notice it says it's good. Not necessarily easy all the time, right? But what he's saying is that the Lord alone is the true fulfillment of everything we long for. We need to remember that. So with that in mind tonight, I'd like us to go to prayer. And I just want to encourage you to get into a posture of focusing on the Lord. Now, for me, I put my feet firmly on the ground. I 
bow my head and I close my eyes. And you may even want to open your hands in front of you. And, and I often do that. Usually, almost daily do that probably. Um, and, and open hands, you know, is a posture of, of releasing, but it's also a posture that can receive uh, from the Lord. So let's just get into a posture of prayer. So what is it that you are longing for that hasn't happened yet? What is it that you've been praying for, but you feel like you've been left waiting for God to answer? Is it something with your health or maybe um, the health of somebody you love? Is it is it something to do with uh, work or with school or maybe with a relationship? Um, maybe it's something to do with COVID-19. Um, I just want you to identify that right now. And would you just say to God again tonight, Lord, I lift this before you. You know, Lord, what my heart is here. You you know, this is what I'm asking for. I've prayed for this in the past. I'm longing for you to do this, God. But I prayed that you would not allow my longing to become disillusionment. Oh, protect me, God, from, from becoming discouraged about the, the, the waiting. Strengthen me tonight. Help me, Lord, in my weakness to continue to believe you for an answer. Lift whatever it is before the Lord right now. Experience the the presence of God with you right now in that situation. In Psalm uh, 39, David asks, And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My, My only hope is in you. And so, Lord, we choose to believe that when we put our hopes in you, we will not be disappointed. As the writer of Hebrews says, with you we have a strong and solid anchor for our souls. Thank you, Lord, for that tonight. Help us to walk by faith and not by sight. And it's in faith that we now come to you. We seek you on behalf of many in our church family, many friends and family who have who have asked us to pray. And we want to begin with praise tonight. Would you just praise the Lord with me for answered prayer for Dr. Jim Falk. His, his uh, congestive heart failure is so much better. He had a procedure a couple weeks ago, and he's doing great. I talked with him the other day, and he's, he's doing very well. Would you praise the Lord for answered prayer for Dr. Jim tonight? And for Sharon. Yes, Lord. And God, we thank you, we praise you for the wonderful renovations that have been going on, for the new flooring that's been installed in our new lobby and offices and classrooms this this week. Thank you for providing for our needs in Vision 2020. Yes, Lord, praise you tonight. And then would, would you pray with me tonight for several ministries that will be resuming. Our nursery will be reopening this Sunday. Lord, we pray your protection over each little one that is, is at, in our nursery this week. We pray your protection over each worker. And then Discovery Town will be reopening at 10 a.m. Would, would you pray the same 
over each Discovery Town worker and each child that comes to our Family Center this Sunday. In your own words, lift up those children right now. And Father, we thank you for our preschool that will have an open house this coming Sunday afternoon. Thank you for each family that's bringing a little one, a three or four year old for preschool. And we pray your protection over our staff, yes, but over those children, over these families. And we pray for a great experience for these children of learning and growing. And we pray for the parents who may be far from you, may know nothing of you, but are coming and trusting their children to us this school year. Thank you, Lord, for them. Pray that they would come to a solid faith in Jesus and become part of our family or another church family in our area. And then we want to pray for our outbound youth groups, junior and senior high youth groups that will be restarting next week. And so you probably know a teenager, a youth that may be involved in our our youth ministry or in another area youth ministry. Let's lift up some of our teens by name right now. Pray that they will grow in faith this year. Lift them up by name. Call them out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all of our our teens. Uh, pray that they would be growing in you this coming year. Then we want to lift up uh, three expectant moms tonight that we know about. There may be others uh, that we don't know about that are part of our family, but three that are connected to our family. And so tonight we want to pray over Abby Sofel. Abby and Ben are newer to our church family, but we thank you for Abby, Lord, and we pray protection over their little baby that's yet to be born. And we pray for Katie Graham, that's my daughter. And uh, we thank you for Katie and Jackson, and we continue to pray health and a, a good pregnancy for Katie. And we lift up Melinda Soderberg, that's Pastor Dan and Karen's uh, daughter-in-law, and their baby, their little grandchild that's, uh, that's growing and will be born in future months. We pray your blessing over these three expectant moms. And then would you pray uh, for encouragement for those tonight who feel isolated, who feel lonely? Um, would you pray that they would be encouraged Several people have asked for us to pray for physical needs, and we continue to pray, Lord, for Lynette and Robin, Robin's mom, Carol. We've been praying for her. She's in a COVID-affected nursing facility, and so we pray for Carol, that you would protect Carol and other residents there. We continue to pray uh, for uh, Ray Watkins, that's uh, Robin's husband, and we're part of our faith family, and Pray your healing for the infection that's in his foot. He has diabetes. And so we pray in Jesus' name that you would heal Ray's foot. Lord, we continue to pray for Pam Merrill, for encouragement for her, for strengthening for her after her hospitalization. Thank you that she's home. Pray for the same for Don, her husband. And then we we also want to continue to pray for my um my stepfather, would you pray for my stepfather, Bob? 
I thank the Lord that he's doing better, that he's off of his oxygen, that the infection, while he's, it's still there, is, is greatly reduced and his heart is doing a whole lot better. There's no congestive heart failure anymore. So would you pray for his healing tonight again? Some more physical needs. Uh, Wendy has asked, Wendy Roof has asked us to pray for her dad, Joe, who is beginning his treatment for bladder cancer. Lord, we lift up Joe tonight and pray that that treatment would be effective and that you would remove it from this cancer from his body in Jesus' name. We think of others in our church family that are undergoing treatment for cancers right now and ask for healing for each one of them as well. We continue to pray for Edith, uh, for the friend of, of Patty Bennett's, and uh, that's battling cancer. We pray for encouragement for Edith and strengthening for her. Lord, help her. Thank you that she has such a good friend in, in Patty and that Edith knows you and loves you. Um, someone asked us this week to pray again for those who are struggling with substance abuse. And so we do that, Lord. We pray for each person that is, that is bound and held captive by a substance. And we pray in Jesus' name that you would release them from that. We thank you for programs like Clean, Sober, and Saved. We, we thank you for agencies and health professionals that, that, that help and counselors. But Lord, we pray for each person that needs to be free, that you would free them and that they would realize that you were the one that did it and would turn to you and find true freedom and lasting hope in you. We've also been asked to pray for the Kelly family. Uh, this family lives in the Brockton area, but they made a trip to Wyoming and, and contracted COVID-19. So Lord, we pray for healing for the, the Kelly family, as well as for other families in our region who have been affected by COVID-19. Pray for protection for them. And then Fanny Matter has asked us to pray tonight for her move from Stockton. From her, she sold her home and she's moving to the Lakewood area. So would you pray for that move to go well this week? Yes. Thank you for the encouragement that Fanny is to many of us. Uh, Sherry and Don Tonkin have asked us to pray for their sons. Uh, so we lift up Jacob tonight, who's a recent college grad and looking for work in his field. Lord, we pray that you would provide for Jacob and that he would know that you are the one that provided a good job for him. We lift up their twin uh, sons, uh, Joshua and Jonah, and pray for their adjustment to their freshman year at college. Lord, help them, help them in this. And we pray for a good year at school, at college for both of them. And we pray for all of our college students as they continue to adjust and now get into a semester that, Lord, you would, you would cause them to grow and learn and the, all of the, the, um, the factors of online learning and so on would come together so that their college experience is a strong one, is a good one. Pray for protection for each of these college students from COVID-19 and other sicknesses. And then for some other needs, uh, Phil Marker asked us to pray again for his water situation in his apartment. Lord, we don't understand exactly what's going on, but you do. And so we pray that you would fix the water in Phil's apartment. Thank you that we can bring anything to you. 
And Lord, we also pray for uh, a need that one of our our missionary families has asked us to pray for. His, his name is Doug Schoenheit, and he, he directs Awana Ministries for our region. And Doug just asks us to pray for Awana. Some, some groups are not beginning at all this fall. Others are. So would you lift up not only our Awana ministry that will be beginning in future weeks, but other ministries, other groups, clubs that will be starting in coming weeks. Lift them up right now and pray for Doug that he'll have wisdom as he guides these leaders and churches. Pastor Dan has asked us to pray for a new ministry opportunity that he has with Impact. Uh, and that is a, a, um, a mentoring program that they're going to pilot and start after school at Jamestown High School. Uh, Kathy Culver is working with him and others. So would you pray for effectiveness for that tutoring program at Jamestown High School? Thank you, Lord, for all of the open doors that impact represents. Bless you. Pastor Jeff asks us to pray for his son Peter and his daughter Bethany, who also need jobs. And Lord, we lift them up to you tonight. Provide, we pray, for them in Ohio. Thank you for Peter. Thank you for Bethany. We trust them to you tonight. And then, Lord, we pray for healing for our nation. Oh God, would you heal the wounds? Would you heal the division in our country? God, would you cause our leaders to humble themselves and to seek your face and to pray and to find you, Lord, to understand that they don't know everything and to turn to you and give you glory and praise. Oh Lord, work in our leaders. Cause them to depend on you. We pray even in the, in the middle of this pandemic, Lord, that there would be a turning of hearts of many to you that know, know nothing of you, that are far from you, that have wandered from you. Lord, we, we ask you to do a deep work in our nation and in the nations. Thank you, Lord, that you are concerned about every person on the planet. Thank you, Lord, that you love us. Thank you, God, that we can can pray to you and seek you and that when we place our hope in you, our hopes are not misplaced, but that you are faithful. And so we pray all of these in faith and confidence in the strong and mighty name of Jesus. And we all said, amen. Hey, just uh, a reminder that our services are at 8.45 and 11 on Sunday. I'm looking forward to starting a new series called Real Church. This is uh, based on the book of 1 Corinthians. So it's going to take us through the whole fall. And I, I can't imagine a more dysfunctional church than the church that was at Corinth. I mean, they had conflict and uh, cliques and sexual perversion, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. We want to learn from, from Paul's letter to that church. We learned from their mistakes so we don't repeat them. And I'm looking forward to sharing uh, the first in that series of messages with you this week. You can join me at 845 or 11 in person or online here on Facebook Live or on our YouTube channel. Just search for Hillcrest Jamestown. Uh, we also have an evening service at 7 p.m. Hoping that you can join me 
And as we pray, Pastor Dan is also starting a class at 10 p.m. If you'd like to come back or be a part of that, you can also join online through Microsoft Teams, but you'll need to call ahead and reserve a spot, whether you're coming for services or for class classes. Those classes begin at 10 a.m. We'll also be reopening our nursery and Discovery Town during the 11 o'clock hour only. Contact the church office to reserve a spot for your child um, or your grandchild. And uh, tomorrow we'll be releasing another episode of our Jumpstart podcast. I'm so encouraged by how many of you have been connecting with us on Mondays and Fridays as we jumpstart the week or jumpstart the, the weekend. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or um, Spotify or any place you, you get podcasts. Uh, it's free. Hope you can connect with us tomorrow. But until we meet again, may the peace of Christ rest on each of you. Good night.